like to invite you to a soul level encounter. Music has an incredible ability to proclaim the soul's language beyond what mere words can speak. That's what we seek as we invite our guests to share their song of the soul. You will hear the music that has charted the steps of their spiritual journey, that has provided a touchstone in the soul's dark night and sung the heart's awe and joy when come to the light. Over the next hour, you will be a witness and companion to our guest's spiritual path and sacred testimony. Welcome to Song of the Soul. Over the eight and a half years I've been doing this program, you've probably detected my preference for music of the singer-songwriter folk music genre. But I do try to mix it up a bit, and sometimes a talented musician comes along doing some other genre of music, and I just have to have them here. And that's the case with Michael Rambo and the Michael Rambo Project. Plus, Michael is definitely swimming in the deep spiritual waters so appropriate to a program called Song of the Soul. So let's get Michael on the phone and go for a very special musical spiritual swim. Michael, I'm excited to have you here today for Song of the Soul. Mark, thank you so much for having me. It's a pleasure. One of the astounding facts I know about you, Michael, is that you're the parent of two young kids one that's two and a half years old and the other only six months, and that you're a musician. Aren't these two very incompatible states of being where you have to stay up very late and get up very early? Yes, we are freelancers, both my wife and I. So we just have a different bedtime than other people. It's kind of like you can cause their awake time to be a little later by holding them up a little bit. So I guess I like to think of it as, you know, my parents always had me go to bed, and I'm like, hey, you guys, stay up a little bit. <laughs> but they're not in school yet, so, like, we can get away with that. And uh, we're still on the fence as far as if we're going to even homeschool, so they might even just continue as a way of life or maybe an artisan vocation there. We find that we can make it work. Tell us about the Michael Rambo Project, and why is it not just Michael Rambo and friends? Why is it the Michael Rambo Project? Is this because your wife wants to improve you? <laughs> she does improve me, Mark, and I am, it's like a, a weekly, daily discovery of the wealth <laughs> for making me a better man. The Michael Rambo Project was as such because it started as a project. It started as a single event that I was meeting with a, a group of fellows for Bible study. We were university students that I had solicited their help because I was, at the time, a music director at a church in town that was called Tabernacle of Praise at the time. And we were playing urban gospel music. So we needed really good musicians, so I got some musicians together. From the uh, Jazz One at the university, I figured they could handle some of it. And it certainly did. We started to talk about faith. We started to have coffee discussions, go out for lunch a bunch as well. And then we just started a 6 a.m. Bible study. And out of this Bible study, 
there came a time in transition where my, my wife just said, hey, just you need to play. You need to get out of the house. You need to play your music, which is awesome to have a wife with that vision and, and uh, support. That. And I hope I can do the same for her and for, uh, for others because it's so encouraging to have people point that out and kind of shoo you in the right direction. I uh, then said to the guys, all right, I have one show I'd like to do. Would you play with me? And we just called it the Michael Rama Project. And the goal of the show was to get a live recording of these songs, and that would be my, the album. So we practiced for a couple months on and off, and I came out with a four-song demo EP that I just produced myself because I wanted to have it at the show to go hand it out to everyone at the show for free and just have a, a token off and have it, this show just be the super coolest experience with uh, a bunch of different things with painting and other expressions of the arts. Anyway, that all aside, this single event caught us a flavor, and we all kind of looked at each other afterwards and were like, hey, do you guys want to do it again? <laughs> and we all decided, sure. And we just kind of went forward and didn't really think about the name after that. But then after we started to think about the name, we had already had a website, and I'm like, well, we can always change the website. But we've just operated under the, the MRP since then, which means about 26 different things if you look MRP up online. Is that an acronym? So we started, and we just kept operating under the same name, and that's the long answer. <laughs> Good. Long answer. Leading up to a, a great song, what song do you want to share first as part of your Song of the Soul, Michael? I would like to share the song Looking for Love. This is a little older song for me as far as my current projects. A lot of people record songs for their albums, new, fresh, but this album really was a you know, documentary of the last 10 years or so. So this song's called Looking for Love. Everybody's looking for love in the strangest places. Feeling through the dark for the beat of your heart in a sea of faces. Wearing fishnet stockings, working on the back street and pulling for a brighter
Michael Rambo of the Michael Rambo Project is here today for Song of the Soul. That was the song Looking for Love off of What Do You Want is the collection. You'll find it. It's you, Michael, and who's the female singer in there, and who are the other musicians? How big a group is this? Well, Sarah Renner is pretty extraordinary. You can already tell from the poise in her voice. Pretty extraordinary singer from the Twin Cities area, and she's a, a big part of the local gospel scene there. The other female singer who's been a part of the recordings, and you don't hear on this recording predominantly, but she's in the backup singer, which is Tanya Hughes, and another fantastic gospel singer from the cities as well. She had her own project and had a singing family. They're hired hands as far as the project, but I suppose if I call it a project, I can say it's as big as I want it to be. So that's, that's been fun, and I'm sure they'd hop on board if we were playing some more shows over there. The project is pretty big. We've had a lot of people come in for a season and go out on their way. So you've got this shifting membership in the project. I also understand that your music is not just about fame and fortune, which is weird because the idea of getting up in front of people is supposed to be a plea of, look at me, look at me, isn't it? You know, that is a challenge. It can be a challenge when people are like, man, you guys are awesome, this is great. The challenge is believing that, oh, I am awesome, or that it's because of my own coolness that we have somehow connected with this individual, trying to then revert that to just give the glory to God. We need to just keep that in mind uh, constantly because it, it can be a temptation whether at the acoustic cafe, you know, you're playing a show and people are like, this is great, or if you're playing on a big stage, sounds like summer in town, and we're just starting to get out of Eau Claire, so I'm going to refer to other venues soon. <laughs> but that's something that's always pressing, and we always want to keep a, a cap on. Mm-hmm. What are the typical venues? I mean, you, you mentioned Sounds of Summer. Okay, that's an outdoor setting on Thursday nights here in Chippewa Valley in Eau Claire, right on the labyrinth. You get out there and play, and there's hundreds at least of people there. Acoustic Cafe, who knows? It might be 10, it might be 50 people in there. What are the other kind of venues you play at? The other venues we typically play at, it's hard to say the word typical, I feel our music is more rooted in uh, rhythm and blues. There's certain kinds of music that seem more accessible to more people, and then some music that seems more niche-specific. I try to focus on a wider variety of sounds of you know connecting with people, but mostly the rule of thumb is does it make people nod their heads, like and kind of get a little twitch in their toes and and get them grooving. The venues, then, we're trying to focus our venues on venues that you actually have people listen, because the music is fun, and we found great success at bars, because it's groovy music. But if you listen to the lyrics, we actually have, we have a, a message of encouragement, we have a, a message that we want people to understand as well, and that doesn't always happen <laughs> uh, after midnight at a bar. I like to go to bed, you know, at a reasonable hour for musicians at like midnight or two. And then I like venues like theaters or maybe some, some clubs like teen clubs that are open earlier. Um, it can be an all-age show. And we might get into churches as well. We've played a couple of those. We're going to a penitentiary this Saturday down in Prairie du Chien. 
that should be really interesting. Very captive audience down there. Fits <laughs> the <laughs> right. I love that one. It definitely fits the bill. These guys are hungry for interaction. They're hungry for music as well, but they're definitely going to be listening. That's where we want to go is where, where people will listen and not necessarily where we're just, we could be any band. You mentioned that you were the music director at the Tabernacle of Praise Church in town. You put that in the past tense, so I guess you're not doing it anymore. Is that the kind of church that would typically welcome you in, or are you going to go into the local Catholic church, or the, you know, what kind of places are you talking about that might particularly accept you or welcome you in? Well, welcoming us in and where we're willing to go are probably different places, but hopefully they can be the same. I'm generally, if a venue wants us in, we're going to go there. I have no qualms playing anywhere. That said, I'm sure our music would probably, I mean, I don't know. I can only speak from experience. We've played at a Lutheran church. I think we've played at a couple E-free or other charismatic churches. I can't say we've played at a Catholic church. I wouldn't say we wouldn't if there was like a summer festival or something like that. So I don't know. Uh, we'll find out <laughs> which which ones appreciate it or not. Well, give us another example, and then we'll, we'll figure out whether our listeners, their, their churches, are going to say, hey, yeah, let's have these folks in. Why don't you give us another example of your music so they can make that choice? Absolutely. This next tune is called Everything, and it's one of our singles that we came out with in April of 2012. It was specifically for a push at a not-for-sale event that was being held here, which is a event that is meant to equip people for dealing with human trafficking in the regional area and on a global scale. Everything by Michael Rambo and the Michael Rambo Project here today for Song of the Soul. I hear your voice in the moonlight And the whispers in the dead of night The early morning sun My letter had in tongues of fire The selfless deeds that we all admire And the shining few that do them We're walking now the plans to the people will become And I'm one step closer in the grand design My tangled soul
single released by Michael Rambo and the Michael Rambo Project. The song is Everything. That's a pretty wide scope to be taking on, Michael, I have to say. <laughs> but, you know, I guess you're aimed at those bigger questions. Have you been doing this a long time? Is this something that just started when you started the Michael Rambo Project? Or does it, you know, back in high school, were you a singer, performer, artist? Definitely. I remember writing songs when I was playing with sticks and pretending they were little guns in my parents' backyard and just walking around and singing. I remember walking up to the piano. I started playing when I was four because my brother was playing and I was jealous that he was playing and I wasn't. And I just started making melody and adding words. I always loved it. And I've, I just kind of think back. Sometimes I'll discover some notes on something that I made in, like, elementary school or middle school, and I just laughed. But I'm, I was practicing. I was songwriting as a skill as well as a talent, and it, it's something you need to work on and, and practice a lot. you got to listen to other writing. you got to try it a bunch, write a bunch of bad songs. <laughs> so, yeah, definitely has been a part of my life. I want to remind our listeners, in case you just tuned in, that you are listening to Song of the Soul. This is a Northern Spirit Radio production. 
on the web at northernspiritradio.org. And on that site, you can listen to and download about eight and a half years of programs that we have. It's all for free. We'd like you to listen to the depths with which we like to visit on both our Spirit in Action and Song of the Soul programs. There's links. You'll find one to Michael Rambo and the Michael Rambo Project. You can get them on Facebook easy enough, the Michael Rambo Project. Uh, also, eventually, when their website's back up, you'll find them at themichaelramboproject.com. Those links are on nordenspiritradio.org. You'll find links to all our other guests as well. In addition, you'll find a place where you can post comments, and we love two-way communication. Help us have two-way communication by posting on our Facebook or on our website. There's a place where you can donate to support this work. We do depend on you for our work. We're not commercial. We're dependent on the community support. And I also want to remind you to support particularly the community radio stations that carry these programs. They're bringing you an invaluable and unique point of view in terms of both music and news that you just get nowhere else. So do support your local community radio. And again, we have here today Michael Rambo. We've heard two songs already, and Michael, I think it's about time to get to a third. What would you like to share next for your Song of the Soul? Absolutely. I'm going to select from the EP, Things Within, that we released last August, uh, the one before. And this song is called Complacency. Uh, before we go into it, can you give me an idea why I shouldn't just ignore it and turn it off because I'm complacent? <laughs> well, if it helps, it's a song really about me. So if you can relate to that. I, I wrote it around the time of the huge tsunamis in 2003 that hit uh, the southern part of Asia. I remember watching TV and just turning the channel because I wanted to watch some sitcoms and realizing at that moment how callous I was to the dire situation and the needs of others simply because it was separated by a television screen. So that was kind of an astonishment that inspired this song. And the song is Complacency, Michael Ramble Project. The pulling back to the animal on the last row of the sense of dignity. And I'm sitting here in my easy chair, in my casual wear, just to see what's on. Now to you. Whoa. 
Project Complacency. You can connect with Michael Rambo and the Michael Rambo Project on the web. You can go via Facebook, the Michael Rambo Project there, or their website will be up soon, the MichaelRamboProject.com. Complacency. My favorite line there, Michael, by the way, is let's kick my conscience in the face. Is that the kind of thing you do? You really need to give yourself a kick in the rear end or or wherever? I do think that there is a comfort of life particularly in the United States, which allows us to be complacent in a way that many people in the world, you know, when you're sitting on the edge, it's kind of hard to fall asleep. Do you feel that tendency particularly in yourself? Well, I feel that tendency and I can observe it in myself. I can observe it in what I understand of our culture. And I also see it in the culture of uh, the Bible, that which I prescribe to in the history of the Israelites as well. Once they were comfortable, once they were well-fed, had no other worries, it didn't take long for them to just kind of do whatever they wanted and start to lose touch with each other and their identity as, as human beings and their identity with God. And, and I think that's same for me <laughs> and same for everyone. It seems like a, a common theme. And yet, yet we have this, this other force that seems to be drawing out compassion, that seems to be drawing out life. And, and that's the spirit of God that, that I believe that is alive and around. And I think it's that spirit that calls us out when we see need. And it, it's like it turns on a little engine that says, oh, help. Oh, let's be concerned. Let's weep with these people. Let's rejoice with these people who are rejoicing. I think when we're saturated in our culture, particularly now, with all sorts of things, media, and it's very noisy, it's hard to think sometimes. 
I think it's very easy to just walk away because within moments we'll be consumed with other ideas. We'll be bombarded. Yeah, yeah. My religious practice, I'm Quaker, so our religious practice is to get everything out of the way. An hour of silence typically is our worship in which we try and get everything out of the way so we're listening straight to the divine as opposed to listening to myself or or even a good song or a, a valuable sermon, rather than having anything human there, we're trying to get this out of the way. Evidently, you value that silence, that retirement. How do you get it, especially with two young kids? Yeah, <laughs> well, the nice parts of maybe, maybe this is divine providence, and I believe it is. I need a little less sleep than my wife, and I need a lot less sleep than my kids, and I really value every morning the quietness of my house. And if that's not quiet enough, I try to get out to the woods. And there's noise. There's the wind and the leaves. Sometimes my dog running around. But as I can sometimes find a place to sit and just listen, not try to think about all sorts of, you know, what projects I'm working on, then sometimes in the morning I'll, I'll open up and I'll just sit as well. And then after that, after I've collected, you know, myself, I tend to have a time of prayer where I still listen, <laughs> and and then I'll go and and read some scriptures and read other devotionals, other books sometimes, some YouTube videos. <laughs> I don't know after that, but without that pause, Mark, I I get so saturated and overwhelmed. Not overwhelmed. That's what's the word I'm looking for. Inundated. Inundated. There we go, <laughs> Mark. That's a beautiful beautiful practice uh, with the Quakers, and I think we need a healthy dose of that. My wife and I are on a mission, how I describe to others, we're in a violent pursuit of simplifying, and sometimes even knickknacks around the house, like visual noise, sometimes uh, TVs, we've gotten rid of our television, we'll still watch occasional movies, and, and we have the computers and the internet, too. But uh, keeping it simple, how many spatulas do you need, Mark, in your house? <laughs> We've gotten rid of a, of a few. <laughs> I like to listen sometimes to recorded books, and there's one series where there's uh, one woman, a female detective, who has her rule that she can only have 64 things. That's her entire possession, 64 things, and that's the limit. <laughs> Well, how many are things sometimes possess us? If we have a car, it's a very helpful tool, but that's another thing we have to devote time to, take care of. And sometimes you could say, I get to devote time to it. Sometimes I say, I have to devote time to it. Like my house, sometimes I, I really appreciate the value of an apartment. Like, <laughs> I, you know, it's in someone else's care and ours, you know, as far as cleaning it and not bashing holes in the wall that, I think people get excited about things like boats or cabins, and that just represents a lot of gifts. You can use it as a gift to like host other people, to enjoy, but they also have a tax, and that's time. <laughs> and, and there's an opportunity cost in that sometimes. We have to be wary. There's obviously a lot of deep thinking going on there. Of course, it's reflected in your music, so give us another song that shows us more of the inner life of Michael Rambo. Sure. I'm going to hand over Tip Top. It's a response for me. This is from our recent album, What Do You Want? And this is a response about the way that I used to live and likening the Spirit of God as a song. 
that is able for for people to hear everywhere. Coming from the Psalms, David was saying, Blessed are those who hear the joyful call to worship, for they will walk in the light of his presence. And so I'm kind of hearing this this song, and I don't know why it's music I associate with worship, but I do. I'm a musician. <laughs> it's part of my expression. And I hear that song as just kind of this, this groove that I can either join and be a part of and play harmony with and melody with or play a beat of a different drummer and, and create more noise <laughs> and maybe frustration. So, tip top. We have smooth talk Talking all around But the sound don't mean a thing Empty promises we make to each other A bootleg Taking what we want I don't care what they might say You know the rich must help us Thank you. 
Brothers constant on the grind. grind. Tip top by design, dropping lines and blowing minds. Yo, I'm feeling fine. How you feeling now? How can we speak to make you pause and take a smile? Been here for a while, that's cool, we got some time. Climbing up the ladder where Jacob found his rhyme. In the prime of my life, I got a case of the Joneses. Camera on my life, taking still with soft focus. I hope it's supposed to explode in your brain. Ear drum to the beat like Tonto did the same. No claims to contain more than meets the eye. Penny smart, all the dumb has me looking to the sky. Sometimes I wonder why. Will the saga pay? Then I'll remember I was made of Michael Day. Remind us, crushed by the presence manifest. How am I feeling? Yo, I'm feeling blessed. Another gem from the Michael Rambo Project. Michael Rambo's here with us today for Song of the Soul, Tip Top. How did it feel when we thought what was real didn't matter? Obviously it does. So that makes me wonder, Michael, about your past. There was a time when you evidently weren't cued into this universal blessing, which is God. And I realize different people use different words for these things, but... There was a time when that wasn't where you were focused. How were you raised religiously? Where are you now? What's been your path? I was raised, actually, in a, in a Christian home. It was Lutheran. And I very much appreciate the simplicity of life that my parents had and their devotion to Christ, to community, and to their gifts. So it seems strange sometimes for some people. Oh, you grew up in the church, you know, how... Why would you consider this strange? But I think in nature, I, there, through my life, found many times where I was just, it doesn't really matter. I was just going to do what I wanted or what I felt like. A lot of people aspire for that. Hey, I feel like this. I'm going to go do that. So I think that's the constant struggle. And I think that's the purge for me of what I thought would bring me joy or freedom even the freedom of choice. I, have the, I can choose whatever I want to do. But what will truly be beneficial, I think I'm not always aware of. And the only reason I might be aware of it <laughs> is because of the new man that I believe is, is created in me through Jesus Christ. So where does this come into the practical? I was a part of a church and uh, I've, been a, I've been a music director at a couple different churches now, about uh, three. And at one of the churches, there came a point where I didn't feel I could be very emotionally honest with myself. And what happened was I started to feel disconnected. 
I started to try to pick myself up by my own bootstraps. But after a while, I got burnt out because I didn't feel that I could present myself honestly to my community in my weakness as well as my strength. I think the weakness started to consume me, and I fell into the arms of another woman. And it came at a point where I started to abandon what I knew was right, because I was married. And I just said, screw it. I'm just going to follow my heart. I'm just going to do whatever I want. And the fruit of that was really destructive. And thank God for the faith of my wife and for her persistence and pursuit of me in a time where I was not pursuing her. So what happened was I finally came down to the ultimatum. I will have peace going this direction. I will have no peace, but maybe immediate pleasure going this other direction. And I thank God, through the help of friends and through the counsel of others who were following after the way of life, made the decision to take the path of peace and the path of restoration with my family. That was a pretty stunning and probably the biggest predominant example of doing what I wanted and pretending that what was real, what was true, didn't matter. And to be able to share that honestly is is such a gift. Thank you for sharing so deeply. I've been through some of that same territory. Fortunately, now it's long enough past that I've been on both the giving and the receiving end of that. So I appreciate being called back to the divine center and, and the fact that you were able to do that. And you had the supports around you to do that, too. Absolutely. Well, our time is just about to run out, Michael. So I'd like to get in one more song if you're up for that. I want to mention that one of the things that's kind of surprising about this, I think you've got a pale skin color. You're you're not a person of color, right? As they, <laughs> they refer to that. Oh, uh, uh, yes. But R&B, gospel, soul, music, you know, I mean, obviously that's an area that calls you. It's a type of music that calls you. How did you get there? I mean, it's certainly not white bread type music. Uh, That's correct. I don't know, except that while I was a music director at Tabernacle of Praise, I directed a gospel choir that was inspired by... David Billingsley, who founded and, and helped to orchestrate the University of Wisconsin Eau Claire's gospel choir. And he grew up in the gospel church. In, as a part of that choir, a certain D. Ontario Stevenson, he was a good friend of mine and played with us. And whenever he played, he grew up in Green Bay, the music sounded different. And I was just so astonished because it just danced. And it was, it was, a, it was a different groove. And he was legally blind, and so he couldn't drive. And so I would drive him at all sorts of places. And he started to immerse me in the culture and the recordings of music from the the gospel church. And I just loved the expression and charisma. So I, I just liked it a lot, and I couldn't get away from it. And it started to show up in my writing, and it was like a positive virus. I can only say that I've always been just attracted to that sort of expression of joy, that party on stage, and the uh, things that make people want to dance, (laughs) because I like to dance. I will be the only person on the floor at a wedding dance. (laughs) Right alongside me, Michael, right alongside me. (laughs) People have asked asked my wife, is he drunk? 
<laughs> and I think I'm just enjoying the freedom of this body that God's given me. And I, I mourn that perhaps dance has been largely removed from our culture. I see that it doesn't seem to be that way in the gospel church. People are getting their groove on. I think that's maybe part of my response and why I'm so attracted to the music. But it's found a home one way or the other. I don't know why I'm attracted to to black people music. <laughs> I really don't know. But it's beautiful to me. I think maybe you're just lucky. I, I By the way, when I listen to your music, I don't know if this resonates for you, but the face that comes into mind is Stevie Wonder. Stevie Wonder being up there on stage or just singing, it that's the voice and the soul that I hear coming through your music. Well, the uh, Sounds in the Key of Life is one of my favorite albums that we definitely dance to with Gwyneth around the living room. So that makes sense. I appreciate that. Thank you. And so I think we've got time for one more song. How do you want to take us out, Michael? We're going to ease things up in a listening party for the album, What Do You Want? I had a few test audiences before I made the last tweaks. And everybody just sat back in their chairs, and I was like, what do you feel right now? They're like, I feel like summer. I feel like, you know, (laughs) I I don't want to leave and things like that. This is called Life is Beautiful, and this is part of my story. I'm just going to leave that with you. Okay, so we're going to end our interview with Michael Rambo of the Michael Rambo Project with his song, Life is Beautiful will take you from placebo of a moment to the real thing here with the song Life is Beautiful. Michael, it's been delightful getting to know you. I look forward to soon joining you and some of the venues around Eau Claire where you share your music. Thank you so much for joining me for Song of the Soul. Thank you, Mark. And we end with Life is Beautiful, the Michael Ramble Project. We'll see you next week for Song of the Soul. finds it harder to breathe With a placebo you find solace for a moment though you know you're hiding some kind of need Just wait a little longer He'll make you stronger It's the truth that sets us free Life Your life is beautiful Life is so beautiful To God I lift my Get 
Theme music for Song of the Soul is by Chris Williamson, and it's called Song of the Soul. My name is Mark Helpsmeet, and this is a Northern Spirit Radio production. You can listen to this program again, track down the list of songs included, and a whole lot more on my website, northernspiritradio.org. And I invite you to share your Song of the Soul with my listeners. Just contact me via my website. And please, join me weekly for Song of the Soul. You can be happy Let in the light It will heal you And you can feel you And sing out a song of the soul